Welcome to the Direct Farm Podcast, the go-to resource for farms across the U.S. looking to grow and manage their business. Tune in weekly to hear tips and tactics from our most successful farmers on how to increase sales, access more customers, and save time and money. We'll also speak with industry experts, business leaders, and partners to share the latest farm business trends selling direct to market. Hello, and thank you for joining today's podcast, the go-to podcast for independent farmers who simultaneously are running their farm and a business and who aim to sell directly to retail, wholesale, or both. This podcast is hosted by Barn to Door, experts on the business side of farming. We are an all-in-one business solution for farmers, including both software and resources, to make it easy to sell in person and online, market their brand, and manage everything from inventory to finances to delivery. We've been serving independent farmers since 2015, and we're humbled to work with thousands of farms in all 50 states. I'm Janelle, CEO of Barn to Door, and your host for today's episode. We've got a great conversation for you today with Lacey Taggy from Taggy's Famous Fruit and Veggies Farm, located in Perry, Utah. Taggy's is famous in their community for locally grown fruits and vegetables. A family-operated farm business with 134 acres of fruits and veggies, Taggy's have become a staple in their local community by building a convenient subscription program, also known as a Community Supported Agriculture, or CSA. Today, we'll be discussing how to double your CSA customer base, among other things. Welcome, Lacey. Hey, thanks for having me. First, before we even get started, of course, our listeners want to learn a little bit about you and your farm. Then they've got a little bit of context. I understand your father started farming in his mid-30s as a complete career pivot and really never looked back. Yeah, exactly. So my dad bought the farm when I was in third grade. I'm 33 now but before he bought the farm he would take three weeks off of his cpa job and he would go to this lake town called bear lake and buy raspberries so he would just buy raspberries probably 100 flats go down to salt lake which is like an hour south sell them on the side of the road he did that alone and then he started dating my mom my mom would do it while they're dating <laughs> go get raspberries they'd have a little competition and then they got married but they did that berry business for probably about 15 years so they started that way and then my mom was like hey peaches are famous in Brigham City so <laughs> get some peaches on your way up bring them down and the peaches sold faster than the raspberries so my dad kept buying these peaches from a farmer and the farmer said hey wow. I'm done buy my land start off with 30 acres buy my little fruit stand I'll teach you for a year how to farm so my dad yep stopped CPA job and he like wow well, yeah went for it i love that raspberries were like the gateway drug to farming <laughs> he's awesome he also has his broker's license he's flipped about 15 homes my dad has he does just the jacks of all trades he's done everything wow. so it's great it's, well it sounds like he has a lot of help on the farm so he can do all the things on and off right. the farm who yeah. works on the farm yeah of course my mom carrie his wife she does all the loose ends ties the bows makes it pretty and then I, their daughter, I'm the youngest of four, and I've been full-time for 12 years. But of course, I started working when they bought the farm, and we had to work Saturdays and stuff. But I've really dived into it 12 years ago, and I own my own Blackberry land and stuff like that. So, oh, awesome. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. are your other siblings involved as well, or are you picking up the pace? I'm just the only one, Yeah. Well, lucky the them one. and lucky you. That's fantastic. Lucky, yeah, it's fun. I really enjoy it. I have recruited my husband. He quit corporate last year 
So this was his second year being full-time farm. So wow. we're just playing that by ear, see if he likes it or not. Oh, that is fun and fantastic. I'm very happy to hear that. And then would you say you're very known for CSA, which you sometimes also call a farm box, right? Yeah, so, you know, CSA is such a weird terminology. No one knows what that means, right? Of course, it's a nationwide kind of CSA. So we kind of made it towards like a farm box subscription. Uh It makes more sense to people. We use both words. So people that do move to Utah that have done a CSA know it. But the farm box is such better wording. You know, it's it's a simple. So, yeah, we have a little farm box. We do call it CSA. It's funny, a lot of people don't appreciate that CSA. It's a bit of a leftover term from years and years ago, decades actually, I think at this point, where it was community-supported agriculture. And that was like people paying in early into farms produce season and then riding it out with them, right? Yes, yes. So we do still follow that concept. So here in Utah, we have a short season. Ours is just 15 weeks. We start the first week of July. And they do get a better pricing if they pay up front. So most of our mm-hmm. payments are coming in from January to April, and it is a commitment. They do need to commit for the whole 15 weeks with us, then they do the whole subscription. But we are nice. We do let them have two <laughs> vacation holes and a little makeup box. So it, that does oh. help us get more members. Now that makes a ton of sense because you're kind of partnering with your farmer, which I love. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then we get and- to know how much we can plan for stuff like that so people can buy you're saying january through march so they're buying way ahead of the season yes yeah so a lot of our signups come in in january the people that have been with us and then what i'm starting to do in march and april may is i'm doing advertising and collaborating and having my members find friends to join and stuff like that got it so you're just ongoing marketing and signups from the get-go from the beginning of the year all the way yeah. up to your 15 weeks. Wow, that's great. Do you sell other products outside of CSA, the subscription farm box? Yeah, so we do a lot of jams, salsas, and syrups. We have a kitchen. We have a lot of add-ons that they can add on to the CSAs throughout the season. So we have a honey share, eggs, corn, extra produce, all those add-ons, jam and salsa add-ons. So yeah, we always include those too. Of course, we do go to fruit stands and farmer's markets. We have eight fruit stands and we go to about 15 farmer's markets. But the CSA is unique. They're with us. They get a better pricing. They're our our best friends. They're a number priority. They're priority to our farms. Yeah. Sounds like customer loyalty and then they get the love because of that. So your farmer market seasons are probably longer than the the CSA. Is that fair to say? They start first of June. So they're about a month, four weeks longer. So I know um, there's a lot of farmers that sign up for Barn to Door for a variety of reasons, Um, but one of the common things we hear is how much time it saves. And I think sometimes farmers are even a little surprised about that, especially as a farmer is growing and has more and more customers and more and more orders. So then somehow the administrative work, or like you're saying, probably all the loose ends becomes too much. And if it's all done manually, then A, it's taking up a ton of time, but B, then you kind of are scared that you're missing things. And my understanding, if I'm correct, is that's a bit of what was your impetus or reason to sign up for Barn to Door, because you guys were just getting bigger and you were seeing time used on things that maybe didn't need to be used on. Yeah. So, yes, this is the number one reason why we went to Barnador because we would do it all through our website and then handily man- manually enter everything into Excel. And it was Oof. hours and hours. And my mom would be on the computer 
two hours, well, at least four hours a day. She would be on, she said, from like 5 a.m. to 7 and then at night from like 7 to 9. <laughs> so we're already saving her four hours because also what we do is add-ons. Before we had Barn to Door, I, we would offer things and people would email us in, say Venmo or write a check. And then we'd have to enter that into Excel, do a label. So it was just a lot of, lot of work. It's amazing how much time we have saved. It's, I can't even, it's just, we can add more, we can make more money because we have the add-on options now. And it's just, it's such a smoother process. God bless your mother. Cause my grandfather's a dairy farmer. So he was always up at the crack of dawn. So I get it, but hello, if you have a big produce operation, crack of dawn just for the administrative work alone so four hours a day please tell me it's reduced significantly since you guys have a software tool in place yeah so i'm doing it in my assistant and my assistant works four hours a week so it's not it's compared to four hours yeah four hours yeah she's doing it she's just adding on new items and doing a mailchimp and that's all and then it comes in and i just pull the pack list the pack list to create my labels for a thousand boxes is probably 30 minutes so it's, it's amazing. Okay. That's 24 hours of saving. Let's just enjoy uh, that. But, yeah. Oh, that's great because then people can just order on their own anytime. And you're not having to manually grab that order every single put time it comes stuff. in and put it exactly. in and, and those sorts of things. That's the beauty of people. Maybe don't realize the beauty of technology is first of all, amazing. people can just order anytime that they want, and then you don't have to track it. It's just going to be tracked. Yeah, a good example of that is someone will see the extra corn when they pick up their box and they're like, oh, I want the extra corn. So then they'll just go on the website, order it right then. I don't have to worry about, uh, yeah. So they would Ugh. see these add-ons and these extra subscriptions we'd add and then they would just go buy it. So it was amazing. I think it's the difference between a brain exploding from too many details. <laughs> After my first week of the box was going out, everyone wanted the microgreens. So they saw the microgreen subscription and they're like, crap, I need it. So I got like another 100 signups for that after the first amazing. Week. amazing. That's so. awesome. That's great to hear. And then delivery day before, it sounds like you were doing a lot of Excel management of orders manually to do delivery day. What's different now from delivery day? Is it a little bit easier? Because I know I would say that a lot of the firms, I don't know if you agree, but one of their favorite features are the pick and pack lists. Yes. It's so nice. That morning I'm picking out 100 flats of raspberries and 20 raspberry jam so I just have a master list I can prep it the day before on those stuff and then yeah it's just so much easier yeah my pick and pass list it saves me for especially add-ons I can the week before I have my special box of peaches and then I know I need to have 200 ready so it's just amazing yeah that's awesome and it's very real time and then collecting payments, is that also easier? Yes. So we do still do the cash option. And that is a little trickier, but I have my assistant. She's on that. And it's all the old timers that want to write a check or Venmo. But mostly the credit card. It's smooth. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because when we were building the software um, for Barn to Door for farmers to have that online store, we're like, hey, there's going to be people who still want to pay cash and check, including, to your point, old timers. A lot of younger folks don't even own a checkbook. Right. They're just like a check. What? And they're like, what? Like carry cash. They couldn't be bothered. And I mean that in the nicest way, but it's really nice for farmers to have the options to give all the customers. Right. So anything from cash check all the way to digital to subscriptions or pay up front, any of the options to make it almost like the customer preference. But then you as a farmer get to choose which ones you like too. 
for yeah because yeah i've had members with me for five or six years and they love yeah. writing the check so yeah, as long as you're getting paid right <laughs> that's awesome good well good to hear that so your csa membership if i'm correct has almost doubled in the last two years which is quite remarkable what's yeah. the secret <laughs> The secret is it's more manageable, especially with Barn to Door. That's the number one thing. We're able to have not a limit on it anymore. Just because it was stressful hearing my mom be on the computer for four hours a day, you know. So she was like, I only want 500, you know. So obviously, oh. Barn to Door has helped with managing that stress. But our secret is a couple things. So first, mm -hmm. I offer a discount code to my previous members to sign cool. up for the next year. So they get a little off. And then the second one is I offer them more store credit if they post on their social medias next door. I offer them like 10 to $40 if they post. So it's word of mouth, you know, is kind of the next thing. And then the third one is I have done collaboration with influencers. They'll post about my box and I'll give them a box. So do stories every week, stuff like that. So that's like kind of my third is collaborating with local foodies, people that mm -hmm. love to cook and recipes and blogs and moms that cook for big families like that's kind of my customers those are the people I'm reaching out to and yep. they're they're helping educating people how to cook how to eat local cook seasonally so those are kind of my people that help me out and I have about four or five cute little ladies that just make <laughs> recipes for me every that's week awesome. and they love it and they have a garden themselves so they're home people too and they yeah. love it really passionate about food helping with recipes and posting on social and whatnot they are local. They're like living where you're delivering is my understanding. Yes, they are. That's yeah. awesome. That's really, exactly. I mean, that's helpful. It would make the most sense, I suspect. And then tell yeah. me if I'm wrong, but at some point along the way, you did two things as well, because my understanding is like, there's a lot you can do when like your mom, she was like, I can handle up to 500 customers. And otherwise I'm going to explode because right. the manual process, we call that the humans don't scale. And then that's when you start to say, well, let's let the calculator do it. You know, like let's set technology, um, help with some of the administrative organization pieces that you can then walk away from hopefully and, and then get some time back. I mean, truly yeah. scale because you have to actually streamline processes, right? You have to actually be like, how can I save time on some of these heavy manual things? And I think, didn't you move from customer's choice to farmer's choice too? We've always just been, we choose, you get what you get. So we've never done picking each item. I don't know how people you've do that. You've never done custom yeah. boxes. You've no, always done farmer's never. choice. Choose. I know some farmers out there who are probably jealous of that, to be honest. <laughs> yes. I don't know how they do it. And I I can't. Yeah. You get what you get. And yes, maybe you get an eggplant. Give it to your friend. Give it to your neighbor. It's okay. Especially if you want to manage. So this year we had a 1,000. There's a few customers we have that say no garlic, no onions. And we're able to manage that. But. I've talked to quite a few farms lately of going from like hobby to full-time or like growing or doubling your CSA. And they're like, you have to go to farmer's choice. All like you get what you get because you can't, you in fact, scale. yeah. And his take on it was actually like, I'll mess it up. There's too many things to keep track of and then you'll be unhappy. And that's terrible, right? We want happy customers. And I think the way that you handled it is, it is brilliant, which is add-ons. Like yeah. you're like, here's your base. But then there's add-ons, right? I feel like that's where you're yeah. like, here, have at it. Yeah. So one thing that's unique with us, we used to have just a big box. It was be four to six people. And our biggest complaint is we were too generous, which is a great complaint. So then we Love came it. up with this little one-person box and a mm. two-person box. So we have a one, two, and a four-person box. 
And say those one person love corn, they'll get the one person box and then they'll add on six extra ears of corn a week. And so Got they it. can get more corn or more peaches. So then they can pick more what they want, but they get the original box, get the week of what we grow. And then, oh, there's more cherries I can add on. Oh, I'll add on cherries and I'll add on corn. So it's really, if they want to be customized kind of like that, they have to just buy it and do the add-on. So it works out really great because our biggest complaint is we're generous. So we had to do smaller <laughs> sizes. That's why we weren't getting people back is it was just too much. So then I still have that big box for those people, those family. But then yeah. I have the little one person. The two person actually is my most popular. I had 500 mm-hmm. of those this year. And it's, wow. it's great. They get about two of everything. And then if they want more of anything, they add it on. So it's worked out great. I love that because first of all, A, if it was me, I would get one. I would probably get size medium and then add on when I knew I could do some canning. Yeah. Or like, hey, this is the week that I'm going to focus on freezing corn and then the next yes. week it's like great I know I have my Saturday cut out to like process a gazillion peaches or whatever yeah I would love yep. that and then you're still getting farm fresh goodness every single week but the right size so the size is a big deal I feel like you definitely figured that out along the way and it expanded the number of customers talk about doubling your CSA yeah. would, would you say that offering three different distinct CSA or farm box sizes made it more interesting to more customers a hundred percent yeah because people just want to they want to support local but they don't really necessarily want this six to eight hundred dollar box so yeah. i have that three hundred dollar range that one person box they can try their best to cook local they can try to use it all it's not as overwhelming and then if they're comfortable they can bump up or they can just stay at the one they're still supporting their farmer and they're not feeling so overwhelmed so that helped a lot. Having that one person, you know, there's a lot of people that are single and they I don't have this that. roommate to share with. And so it's worked out great. It's, it's helped us have more boxes for sure. And then again, I know it's farm's choice, but I still am letting them have three different size choices, but it's easier to yep. pull on that pack list. Like I got 300, one person, I got 500, two person, and we know what to pack. That's amazing. Easy. And hello, yeah. they still get to add on whatever they want every single yeah. week, which is lovely. It's interesting you say that because we often, do we also work with farms who sell quarters, halves, holes Mm -hmm. of cows, or they'll sell half whole hog, et cetera. And oftentimes if they expand the offering to include a farmer's choice bundle box, and oftentimes they'll do five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds. They find that so many more people buy it. And I think to your point, you mentioned before, there's actually a lot more single family households or couples. When I grew up, we always had a quarter cow, half cow in the freezer in the garage, right? But that's not everybody anymore. And so if you do offer sizes for different size households, that's really powerful. Expand the number of customers who will buy from you. Yeah. And the big box, our four person, are my people that do freeze and, you know, they do look at more of that longevity. And the one person just Mm -hmm. want to eat it that week and move on, try something different. I love that. Awesome. And then I know you're going to have tons of advice, but I want to make sure that we capture some really good stuff for the CSA listeners out there or farm box listeners, whatever you want to call it. And I thought one fun way to do that would be to quickly ask you questions on the four P's of marketing. So this is me going way back to my whatever business school days of what are the four P's of marketing? And so just for the sake of fun in our audience, these are things you consider when you're doing marketing. And as you're all 
running your farm business, you are selling direct. So marketing is a piece of it, right? So you're thinking about pricing, you're thinking about packaging, you're thinking about placement, and you're thinking about product or product mix. And so let's run through these. That way, since you've done such a great job and you guys are such a huge household name and you've doubled your CSA and you're crushing it, let me just brag for you because I know you won't do it for yourself. So nice. <laughs> um, but it's great because then let's let's find out what you're doing in the guts of marketing. So from a pricing perspective, how did you figure that out? And I also, P.S., love that you have delivery fees. Um, but tell us a little bit about just the gen- pricing, how you think of it in general. And you can be very high level. Yeah, so pricing. So since we have fruit stands and farmer's markets, we want the CSA customers to be welcome and love, right? So they do get a better pricing than if you went to my fruit stand. So let's use my four-person example. If you got my four-person box and went to my fruit stand, it would be double, automatically be doubled. Yes, you don't get to pick out everything in the four-person box, but you do save, yeah, you do save about half about. And then the other thing is, because you also are paying up front, we want that price to be fair week by week. And so that kind of helped out picking the pricing as well. Makes me want to move to Utah just so I can get good pricing on your CSA box. Yeah. And there's been multiple times where I'll go to the four person, I'll go to the grocery store, I'll fill up what we put in and it's always half. It really is. And people don't realize that unless they really go out there and pricing it out, but it is half of what you get at the store or at our fruit stand or farmer's market. And then you do offer delivery, which is actually a little yes. more, one of the different questions in the P's, but you also include delivery fees. So let's just co- cover the yeah. fee part of it. So if someone wants it just dropped off at their house, it is an extra $15 a week. That's the minimum, kind of base it off the wage. I do have 60 drop-off where people offer their houses and that's free. So they'll just go to a house. So my house is a pickup. They'll come Thursday from four to six pick it up. It's no cost extra. But there are some people that are doctors busy. They just want it dropped off at their office, at their house, and they just pay the extra 15 a week. And it's right there. So I have both options. I appreciate that. And actually, that's one of the other P's, which is placement, which is where and how do people get your product? Like, how do they notice them? And how are they getting there? You know, how and where? So that was part of it, offering pickups and deliveries. And it sounds to me like your pickups are incredibly convenient all over we're up from Logan to Spanish Ridge, which is Utah, you know. So about, yeah, it's a two, an hour north from where we're at and an hour south. So it's a lot. We have a lot, a lot of convenience. Wow. It doesn't matter where you're at. You can go, you can get it and you can pick it up at a house and it, That's it's awesome. really convenient. So you have, yeah. you have essentially partnerships. You have hosts all over the place. And then if it's me yeah. and I'm living there, it's in my neighborhood for pickup. I don't have to pay a fee. I might be driving on the way home from picking up the kids from school. Great for the kids to see, frankly. Yeah, they love that. Yeah, the kids, actually, kids, when you go there, they love it. It's like Christmas every week. They're excited to learn what's new and stuff like that. But yeah, with these pickups, these people have been with me. They offer their house. And sometimes if I don't have a location, I just put TBA and people offer their houses. And it's convenient for them to offer their house. Which is right on their porch. That now is delivery. Yeah. So they love it. And then my fruit stands are pickups too. So I got nine. That helps. Um, so that takes off a little bit. And then I, we don't do farmer's market pickups because they're just all over the place. And mm-hmm. they don't land on CSA days. So we just do our fruit stands. So yeah, so it, that's what's lots. made us so successful. Is it, you can get it anywhere. There's no that's amazing. Excuses. I have heard that many times from successful farms. I'm not even kidding. They're like, I have made it so convenient for you to get this farm food. There's no excuses left. 
And I yeah. actually love that because again, people do love convenience, but if it's right there and including because you offer a door to door delivery, like I yeah. admit, I would be a person who would pay for delivery also yeah. because my schedules might be mm -hmm. wonky and I can't count on that consistently. I will all day long pay for a delivery fee. I had about 40 that did the home delivery this year and they were all my busy people. They're actually my people that yep. do like to add on a lot to, you they're my bulk orders and they're doctors, they're people I that want to share it, want to give out. And so they're my ones that are the biggest add on people too. And they really are that focus, local oriented people. And I made it convenient for them. So I wish I could have that delivery fee even lower, but the 15, it's just what it is nowadays. You know? No, I think so, it's, I yeah. think people are used to that. It sounds to me like you're not getting very much pushback there and they have nearby pickup options. So if for some reason that doesn't work for them, they have two options. What I love about that is, again, with it in mind, that you've doubled your CSA because you've expanded with different packaging sizes, special pricing for your loyal customers. I feel like you did the same thing by offering a lot of pickup, but also delivery options because maybe those very busy, like you mentioned, doctors or whatnot, couldn't ever do the pickup. But because you opened up that option, including with a fee, so it worked for you, they're like, yeah, done, I'm in. So you've opened up even more customers who, who can buy from you. All right. I have um, a couple more questions before we wrap up here. So we did pricing. We talked about placement, which is sort of that convenience, like how can I get your food? We talked before about the third P packaging. We talked before about small, medium, large size boxes. When you're thinking packaging, do you do a lot of branding? Do, do you include a recipe? What are you doing from, hey, this is our brand connecting with my customers when you're delivering those boxes? Yeah, so the first and the last week, I do a thank you card I put in the box. And then each of my boxes are very customized. That has been a great question. I've been thinking about this past year. We've been doing MailChimp for recipes and stuff like that. But some people are missing them. So this next year has been a goal of mine. I want to include like a physical recipe card. So say there's eggplant in that week. I want to have an eggplant recipe card for them. They could keep it. So then they could connect a little bit more with us. I do feel like I kind of lost some people throughout the 15 weeks by not having a little bit more like a personal note or something inside. Because mm -hmm. MailChimp is great. And we do what's on the farm, what's in the box, recipes. We do our add-ons. But I feel like I do. I'm missing some people. And I want to connect a little bit more. And I think that next step is in, including in something in the box with like a recipe. People love the recipe. So like a little recipe card. Uh, yeah, cute. that would be so. so cute. And with your logo, right? Like with your logo, yeah. with your branding. With the website. Yeah. Go check out our add-ons. If you want more eggplant, go add them on for next week or whatever. Because yeah. you tried the recipe and loved it. Oh, good. Yeah. There's more next week for you to add yeah. on. Yeah. Buy more eggplant. There you go. You can never have too much eggplant, right? I yeah, love that. Okay. Another compliment to you because the fact that you're just paying attention to your customers and their buying behavior and Hey, you know what? I think this will make a difference and whether that's word of mouth or what you're paying attention to, but you're like, Hey, let's do this thing here because that's going to improve customer loyalty, retention, sales, et cetera. And I think it's awesome that you keep paying attention to that. The fourth P is product. Product mix is a consideration because if you just offer one thing, they're just going to buy the one thing. But if you're offering three or four or five different things that, that are different and unique, they're going to buy more. The amount that they buy from you each week is going to go up, um, et cetera, et cetera. And so I understand your boxes have a good base and then you have a lot of add-ons that they can choose from. 
when you're thinking about your product mix each and every year, are there a couple of products that you're like, I'm doing this every year? Or how do you think about the mixture of things that you're giving them? It's variety for sure. So a lot of people want other stuff like baked goods. Love stuff made out of our raspberries and peaches. So I'll offer a peach pie. So I have a baker who will make peach pie for me. And then stuff like that, people love where I'm incorporating other businesses with our product. This year, one lady made like a peach butter out of our peaches. I have the peach pies always. Um, my friend makes some peach cinnamon rolls. She's a cinnamon roll baker. <laughs> so she'll make our peaches. Like people love that. And they love that I can advertise another little small farm or even a small little baker. And it's been really good. It is a lot more work on my end, but I get it. It's hard getting out there. But people, these are my, my customers, love supporting local. And they want to know the connections we make. And so it's just been fun. The community I'm able to bring into my program is really fun. And it's exciting. You get your fruit and veggie box, but then you have this amazing peach pie on the top. I think they would just feel loved, right? Feel loved, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's so fun. This year, I focused on adding more of our fruits and veggies on. So I never really offered like six jalapenos. You can add it on. I never done that in the past. But this year, I did more focus of that. And it was really, really successful. Because I don't do jalapenos every week. And so people do want jalapenos every week. Or they do want more nectarines or plums or something. So this year I focused a lot on that. And it was really, really Mm -hmm. successful. But the year before, I had a new business every week with add-ons. And it was fun too. So I just like to switch it up every year. Because half of my clientele, they've been with me for years and years. And they love it. I would be like, who who are you highlighting this week? And who do I get to buy from? It's almost neat that it's varied. Right. Like I think there's obviously a lot of consistency and seasonality and everything else, but the fact that there's always something new and exciting is marketers dream, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. And this year I also incorporated a lot of like challenges, challenge them to post about me more and I was able to give out gifts and stuff. And yeah, so it was good. I switch it up every year. I'm hoping that because it's less time spent on orders and logistics that you get more time to be creative and think about marketing and engaging with your customers and expanding on all of those things. That's pretty fantastic. I have two final questions. One, just because you said, hey, I'm doing this to go into my next season. What are you thinking about? Because clearly you think a lot about marketing, expanding your customer base and who wants to buy from you. What are you doing in this off season? Or what might you do differently going into next year? Yeah. So I already have recipes, right? I've done this 15 years. We got 15 years of recipes already ready, but people do get overwhelmed. So I'm trying to think of people, why they don't sign up the next year. Mm -hmm. And their biggest challenge is, yeah, you got to cook. You need to experiment with some of the stuff that we have. And some people also aren't looking on MailChimp. They aren't getting the ideas. So I want something in the box to help them get excited to get the box. And they're wanting to cook more. And then they realize the difference of, oh, I was eating fresh peaches when I did Taggy last year, when I did this box. So I like love to incorporate a peach recipe in there. When they get all these peaches, they're like, yes, I have this recipe. And then it may be like, oh, I don't want to do this recipe. I want to do this recipe. So then it encourages cooking and eating fresh and then your family loves it the joy of eating local and then also eating healthier so that's how I'm going to incorporate next year is giving them a recipe card in the box I know it's going to cost a little bit 
and it's going to take a little bit more prepping to do, but I have four or five months to maybe find Costco, get cards ready to go. And this week is I, I got my eggplant this week. Okay, here's the cards. Let's put them in. And then on the card, I can write more. I can tell them about going on the website, stuff like that to look up add-ons. I love it. That's great. Thank you for that advice. And then, and then the last thing is, is if there's somebody who is like, hey, I want to double or they're just getting started with their CSA program and they were like, hey, Lacey, give me some advice on what I need to do first now that I'm just getting started or I'm a hobby farm. I want to grow this. I want to become a full-time farmer. Do you have a piece of advice or two for that farmer? Yeah, just get started. We started off with 50 to 100 boxes and we just got going. It's hard. Everything's hard. You got to treat your heart. Going to farmer's markets is hard. Going to fruit stands hard, but you just got to get out there and get going. Come up with mm -hmm. a price. Go for it. You're going to learn a lot your first year, and then you're going to grow from that. Just start with what you're good at. So we're really good at peaches. When we put a lot of peaches in, we got these customers with peaches, got them hooked, and then we learned how to grow tomatoes the next year. You know, you just got to just experiment and build. So that's my best advice. Don't compare yourself to me as a thousand subscriptioner <laughs> like this is 15 years and I've been my parents really could only handle 500 I was yeah. able to jump in and double that and especially was able to double it because of barn to door I was able to get some revenue more in my add-ons and get more money come in so then we can have those 60 locations we have more cars more fleet it, it's it's hard <laughs> it, CSA is though about 40 percent yeah. of our business so it helps us sell more. And also if we're overwhelmed, sometimes we have 40,000 peach boxes that we need to get rid of. And my CSA customers get a lot of peaches. So it is, <laughs> it does take off the stress of that. That's yes. great. Thank you for that. I love, especially that you're like, it's hard. That's the reality of it, but you can do it. And I love the start with what you're good at and just be good yeah. at that and then build from yeah. there. That's actually yeah. a really great piece of advice to um, wrap this up on. Thank you so much for your time. I want to extend my thanks to Lacey thanks for, for joining us on this week's episode of the Farm Podcast at Barn to Door. We're humbled to support thousands of farms across all 50 states, including farms like Taggy's Famous Fruit and Veggies Farm. We're honored to learn from our most successful farmers to, who share the tactics, resources, and tools they use to grow and manage their farm business, including doubling CSAs in two years, which is miraculous. Um, for more information about Barn to Door, you can always check out our website at www.barntodore.com. There's also tons of free resources there for farms everywhere trying to run a successful business and we're happy to help. Please check us out. Thank you for tuning in and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in. For more free farm resources, tips, and tactics that our most successful farms use to grow and manage their business, visit barndoor.com resources. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Direct Farm Podcast to automatically download our weekly episodes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.